What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we have a lot to discuss. I'm just going to jump right into it. Some highlights from around the league. I think we can finally say that um, the Tampa Bay Rays are human after all. They finally lost the game. Their 14th game of the season. They are now 13-1. They lost at the hands of the Toronto Blue Jays. And I said it yesterday. I said they were going to lose this weekend because baseball is not supposed to look this easy. You're not supposed to run the table and just be winning all the time. I mean, even the worst team can beat the best team on any given day. And we saw the Blue Jays play really well. And they ended up handing their rival Tampa Bay their first loss of the season. So it was a good run for the Rays. They'll try to start a new streak, I guess. But George Springer got Toronto on the board with the 53rd leadoff home run of his career, which was also the second hardest ball he's ever hit. 115.9 miles an hour off the bat. And that was the jump start for the Blue Jays offense. Bo Bichette continued his incredible start to the season by going 5 for 5. He accounted for half the team's hits. And now he has a 391 average with a 1,059 OPS in early going this season. So, of course, one game in mid-April does not forge an identity for any team. But the 2023 Blue Jays have definitely shown they can win in more diverse ways. There have been slugfests. There have been pitcher's duels, like we saw, you know, when Gosman shoved the other day. There have been small ball and tight wins. You know, this club has proved they are capable of shape-shifting in the way, which is a good thing. You need that. You need that if you want to be a complete ball club. And that's what the Blue Jays are showing us. So, Bichette went 5-for-5, five five, spring with that leadoff dinger. Jose Barrios struck out 6 and, yeah, this was, oh, by the way, this was also Bichette getting his 500th career hit already. Already. I mean, Bo Bichette has 500 hits. That's awesome. Yeah, he is, he's as good as they come out there at shortstop. He's doing his thing. But, uh, yeah, Goliath has fallen, and that's what we're seeing. 6-3 victory for the Blue Jays over the Tampa Bay Rays. Let's head out west to Seattle, where Jared Kelnick has finally broken out. Finally, after a couple years of waiting for this, he has arrived in the big leagues in a big way this season. So the Mariners got a 5-3 win over Colorado. He is coming off a road trip where he was 10 for 22 on that road trip with hits on all, in all six games. And on Friday night, he homered to straightaway center in Seattle, which was his fourth straight game with a home run. So he had a couple days since his 482-foot blast at Wrigley Field, which is when people were like, wait, Jared Kelnick has been having a really good season. That's when we all started to tune in and realize he had been playing really well. Then he realized, wow, this dude has completely broken out because we remember when he came up, he was supposed to be the next big thing and struggled mightily his first couple of years in the big leagues, went down to the minors and everything. But now, you know, he seems to have carved his way into that lineup to stay. I mean, of his 15 hits this season, nine of them have been for extra bases. So he's hitting 366 with a 1,202 OPS, a 1202 OPS. So among qualified hitters, he has the second best slugging percentage, and he has a 233 weighted runs created plus, which is third in Major League Baseball. So Jared Kelnick is absolutely raking right now, and you love to see it. You love to see it. This is someone who was very, very highly touted. He came over from the Mets in the... Edwin Diaz trade that sent Diaz over to New York. This is when Kelnick was still a minor leaguer. Made his debut 
two years ago in 2021 and, and struggled. 72 OPS plus his first year and then last year, 54 OPS plus. So this year, you're seeing him finally break out and look a lot more comfortable at the major league level. So he's putting up video game numbers right now. He homers for his fourth consecutive game. So keep an eye on Jared Kalnick out there in the Pacific Northwest. Seiya Suzuki is back in the Cubs lineup and his return helped power the Cubs five homer night in LA. He was part of this. So he hit a home run against LA out in out of Dodger Stadium there in LA and uh, the Cubs had five home runs in this game. He had an 8-2 victory over the Dodgers. This was also Cody Bellinger's first game back in LA. He did get a bit of a standing O, not a bit. He got a standing ovation there and when he came out to the dish they gave him a standing ovation, but for some reason, the for some reason, the crowd gave him the ovation, and the umpires didn't take some time out. They gave him a pitch clock violation, which I thought was really out of line. I mean, you're having someone getting his his flowers from a crowd that saw him win an MVP, and all of a sudden you're gonna call a strike on him because he's he's acknowledging the fans. I think umpires need to be more cognizant of the situation. He didn't know what's happening. They did it for Kutch in, in Pittsburgh, gave him his timeout a few weeks ago, so they should do the same thing for other players. But, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. But besides that, the Cubs' offense looked really good. Like I said, five home runs. And, uh, yeah, I think now you have Suzuki back, you have a very consistent front four with Nico Horner leading off, Dansby Swanson second, Ian Happ third right there. And then you've got... Seiya Suzuki on cleanup duty. So, I think that's a pretty solid top four of the lineup there in Chicago. You can put them up with, with anyone, really. So, that's that's what we're seeing out there. Kenley Jansen is with the Red Sox, in case you didn't know. They saw him in the offseason. That was a bit of an under-the-radar signing for Boston. So, they have a legitimate closer, and he was out there, and he looked good on Friday. He looked very good. Uh, you know, he's not the same closer who he was back in the day, let's say like five, six, seven years ago, but struck out Trout and Otani on Friday night. So the Red Sox aren't hoping to get Jansen from a few years ago. They're just hoping to get a pretty good closer. And he looked electric in the ninth inning at Fenway Park, earning his first home save for the Red Sox as they got a 5-3 victory over the Angels. Rafael Devers with a solo home run, tucking it around the pesky pole. Then you have uh, Kike Hernandez, RBI double. And uh, yeah, they were wearing those City Connect uniforms, which I'm not really a fan of. Those yellow Nike uniforms that the Red Sox wear once in a while at home, I don't really think those are those are very good. But that's neither here nor there. So that's the news coming out of Boston as they beat the Angels there. If we head out to Oakland, where the Mets and A's are playing an interleague game so this is going to be a trying year for the oakland athletics it was a 17 to 6 victory for the mets even though they had a subpar outing from their rookie right-hander kodai senga in his third big league start they they found a way to win this game because they were walked so many times they drew 17 walks so it's not even a impressive stat offensively that's just a terrible stat for the oakland pitching how do you walk 17 batters in one game that's that's the question that needs to be answered. That's a real question that needs to be answered. And we, and we need to figure it out quickly because that is just atrocious. Completely atrocious. And that's how you lose by a score of 17-6. to six. 
And yeah, the Mets did what they were supposed to do. And they got all those free passes. They are going to cash in on those. Francisco Lindor had a grand slam. Francisco Lindor, you know, yeah, last year, seven RBIs. Um, that ties his single game record, like I said. Um, he had a somewhat slow start to the season, but last year he had a good year after a down 2021. First year with Mets. Now he's back. You know, he's 29 years old. He's begun heating up in recent days. He's not, he's not out of his prime yet. He's still... Frankie Lindor is probably not the same guy we saw in Cleveland, but you're seeing more of a power stroke from him in recent years. And, um, or, or maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. I have to look at the actual numbers as far as slugging and, and homers like that. Because now I think about it, he had pretty darn good power in Cleveland. He was just a better, more electric player in Cleveland, but he's still a good player now. So looking at it right now, Frankie has a 908 OPS on the year. His, yeah, never mind. I take that completely back. I remember him hitting... Yeah, 30-plus bombs with the Indians when they were the Indians at the time. 33 homers in 2017, 38 in 2018, 32 in 2019. So last year with the Mets, he had 26. So, yeah, he's not yeah, – I, I think uh, uh, he he just had way better numbers with Cleveland. But it is what it is. He's still very effective. And another thing is he's always available. He played 161 games with the Mets last year. That's every single game except one. So that's that's huge. That's huge. So that's where we stand with things for today. Plenty of baseball on a full slate. Enjoy those. Uh, oh, I also shout out to Anthony Volpe. First career home run. Hit that with the Yankees on Friday night. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.